What's happening, everybody? On today's show, Missouri and Auburn get started with their spring practices. We'll give you some takeaways from Monday on both. Also, Tennessee picks up a future football recruit while their baseball team gets a much-anticipated addition. And which SEC quarterbacks will throw at the NFL Combine this week? Locked on SEC starts right now. You are Locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked on SEC. It's great to have you guys along. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. And remember, Locked on SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. Let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the Around the conference. Over at Missouri, they are going through their spring practices ahead of their black gold spring game on Saturday, March 18th. And a quick note on why Mizzou does things so early. Drinkwitz, talking with the media yesterday, said that uh, he found at times that a lot of soft tissue issues happen when you start practice, then go on your spring break, and then come back. So he just likes to knock it all out ahead of time, get all the work in, then let everybody go on their spring break and have a little fun, do what they want to do. So that's why Mizzou was a little bit earlier than everybody else with their spring game. But so far, the spring Tigers... They've been working without last year's starting quarterback in Brady Cook. And on Monday, Drinkwitz reiterated that his labor injury wasn't something that he could have damaged any further by continuing to play. He clarified uh, the injury is on the backside of his labrum, not a frontal injury. It was painful, but not the kind of labrum injury that uh, could have been more serious for other quarterbacks. He could not have damaged it any further. Uh, he also fired back at critics on their treatment plan for Brady Cook. Uh, clarified, like I said, uh, the pain and, you know, damage couldn't go any further than that. The treatment plan was done in consultation with Cook, his family, and doctors. He said we never put our player in jeopardy, contrary to what uh, social media may say out there. Now, the Tigers are temporarily without one of their other young quarterbacks in Sam Horn, who injured his forearm pitching for the Missouri baseball team over the weekend. Uh, Drinkwitz said he's confident Horn will be able to throw a football soon, even if the injury keeps him off the pitching mound for a couple of weeks. Uh, said he underwent an MRI, been looked at it by multiple doctors, no damage to any ligaments. So uh, they said he could end up throwing a football by this week. Some other injury updates for Mizzou. Linebacker Xavier Simmons is the only player who will definitely be out all spring. Wide receiver Chance Looper. Is still working through medical care from last year's blood clot. Uh, he's under a no uh, contact while at practice uh, for a while. And so now uh, transfer quarterback Jake Garcia. We're going to see what he can do here through these first couple of weeks of spring ball for Mizzou. With Sam Horn kind of, uh, I guess you would say, day-to-day. And Brady Cook out for the spring. Uh, other things Coach Drake noted. Wide receiver Luther Burton, the big five-star true freshman from a year ago. He is going to slide over into that slot position. He played exclusively at the X last year. Slot will get uh, the majority of the targets in this offense, Drink said, uh, with Dominic Lovett transferring out. They move Luther Burden there, and he said that'll uh, got, allow guys like Chance Looper, Theo Weiss, Dennis Jackson, Mookie Cooper to play on the outside and make plays there. So 
Not a bad strategy to get Luther Burden the ball more uh, moving forward this year. Meanwhile, over at Auburn, they had their first practice of the spring on Monday following the opening day of spring football practice. Hugh Freeze giving a mixed review on his quarterbacks. He said, I thought our QBs threw some decent balls at times, and other times our mechanics were really bad, but I kind of expected that. He said, I thought TJ Finley, Robbie Ashford, and Holden Gariner, he said, they're hungry. Uh, they want to learn a different way. They want to learn the new system. I think they all have been a, have been like a sponge saying, just help me, coach. I want to get better. I want to be the guy. Of course, new offensive coordinator Philip Montgomery coming in with uh, staff member Kent Austin all helping to teach the new offense. Uh, Freeze went on to say they are all a little bit different, and we have to figure out how to play to the strengths of those guys. At some point, all three are going to have to be the guy to lead the football team, lead not only on the field, off the field, in the locker room, all those things. He said, to this point, the thing I've really liked is if our meeting is at 2.30, they're all there at 2.15 saying, hey, can we start early? Can we go? They all want to learn. Some other notes from Monday's Auburn practice. Running backs uh, carried in this order. Jarquez Hunter, followed by Damari Alston, Brian uh, Beatty, and Sean Jackson. And new OC Phillip Montgomery working with his position group. The quarterbacks throwing receivers and tight ends on split routes. First outside receivers were Nick Mardner, Camden Brown, and Landon King. All the first inside receivers were Javarius Johnson, Coy Moore, and Tavares Dawson. Uh, defensively, as we kind of expected, Wesley McGriff coached the corners through drills while Zach Etheridge was dealing with the safeties and the nickelbacks. There you go. Just some kind of takeaways from Auburn's first uh, day of spring ball. By the way, Hugh Freeze did stop by uh, Jocks FM on Monday, talked with Cole Kublick and Greg McElroy, and was asked about that offense uh, installation, Free said, look, number one we're looking for with our quarterbacks is who can take care of the ball and who is going to be the most accurate in us being efficient. Did the ball go to the right spot? Decision making. Uh, does that allow us to, you know, how, how efficient did that allow us to be? And not only the was the decision right, but is the execution of that decision, what level is that on? As we're starting to install, we got to make sure the decision is the correct decision and who can process that at a fast pace. One other note Freeze uh, brought up is uh, Robert Bala spent uh, last season as a defensive analyst at Liberty. He has accepted the uh, inside linebackers coach job at Alabama. And Freeze said, yeah, I'm kind of jealous that Nick got him. Uh, he said, I typically don't go outside of my tree too much, but I had him highly recommended to me at Liberty. He's a rising star. The guy was incredibly valuable, great evaluator, and he's a great human being. So see what he does at Alabama. And lastly, Paul Feinbaum. Uh, he was talking on uh, Jocks FM on Monday as well about Hugh Freeze being back in the SEC. He said, look, I'm very upbeat. I know it's very easy in February to say a bunch of things that come October look either silly or smart. But I think from the moment Freeze landed on campus at Auburn, he's handed himself with great ease, real smarts from a recruiting standpoint. He's made a lot of good decisions from a coaching standpoint, bringing in people. He's made a lot of keen decisions. I think Auburn is getting just what they needed. It's an SEC-centric coach who's been there before, knows what he's doing, and I expect him to have a good season. He said, I think uh, getting beat to a reasonable bowl, maybe beating someone you're not supposed to, um, we'll see. Uh, it's not uh, the greatest era, the Brian Harson era at Auburn, but feels like 
They're in good hands with Hugh Freeze. And lastly, in terms of uh, spring football news, Glenn Schumann put a big piece of Georgia's staff the last handful of years serving as co-DC in recent years. He was in the mix for some NFL jobs this offseason, but Schumann has reportedly made the decision to stay with the Bulldogs. According to Chris Lowe of ESPN, Schumann will return to Athens after interviewing with the Philadelphia Eagles. And that was a big boost for the Bulldogs, who lost offensive coordinator Todd Monk in this offseason to the Baltimore Ravens. Schumann began his coaching career as a student assistant in Alabama, followed smart to Athens as the inside linebackers coach 2016. And when Mel Tucker left, Schumann was promoted to co-DC 2019 and served as defensive play caller last year. So good news there for Georgia Bulldog fans. We'll get back into it in just a second with more news going on around the conference. Thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. First one of my newest episodes presented to you by our friends over at Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories, you got to go check out Built Bar. They are uh, healthy and actually tasty. They are so delicious, you won't even know that they are good for you. They're covered in 100% real chocolate, real chocolate, and they've got some unbelievable flavors like the peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, the churro, and their macros are incredible. Only 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein packed in there. Don't know how they do it, but you can go check them out at their website, built.com. We've been telling you for years about ordering Built Bars at built.com, but you can also find them now at your local Walmart or Sam's Club Head over to your local Walmart today. Walk over to their pharmacy section. Grab yourself a box of Built Bars and go check all their out all their great, great, amazing flavors over at Built.com. And uh, again, brownie batter, churro, all the great flavors over there at Built.com. Check them out today. Along here, locked on SEC and some news over at Tennessee. We got to dive into, so let's uh, dive back into some news around the conference. A little recruiting tidbit over at Tennessee. Some good news for them on Monday as JJ Harrell, one of the top players out of the state of Mississippi, wide receiver in the class of 2024. He announced on Monday he is heading to the Tennessee Vols. He's a four star prospect. Uh, and announced his commitment to Josh Heupel's program at a ton of SEC offers, including Alabama, Auburn, LSU, Florida, Mississippi State, Ole Miss. Six foot two, 185 pounds, according to the 24-7 sports composite ratings. He is the number five player out of the state of Mississippi, number 32 wide receiver nationally. He's the number 205 recruit in the country. And uh, his commitment gives the Vols five commitments already for the class of 2024. He's one of a trio of four-star prospects committed to the Vols. Uh, their class ranks ninth nationally at this time. And, of course, uh, Josh Heupel going to continue to build that class up and add some more pieces. But J.J. Harrell, big piece. And starting to attract a lot of receivers there to Tennessee. Of course, they had great success this past year. Jalen Hyatt and Cedric Tillman. Uh, loaded wide receiver room still with Squirrel White, Brew McCoy, and all the different pieces they have there. So future looks pretty bright there for Tennessee. Offensive weapons always going to thrive in that Josh Heupel system. In uh, Tennessee baseball news, some good news for them as 
Maui Ahuna, Tennessee baseball's uh, transfer, has been deemed eligible. It's a transfer from Kansas. He was named eligible on Monday following a NCAA decision that came 11 days after the NCAA formed head coach Tony Vitello that he would be ineligible to start the season. Ahuna tweeted out Monday. Uh, he is back and a nice splash addition for Tennessee through the transfer portal. And uh, he missed the first five games of the season, but that makes him eligible to return to the field this week against Charleston Southern. Vitello, of course, served a three-game suspension against Dayton for Tennessee making improper contact with the shortstop during his recruitment. And uh, Tony Vitello has been uh, deemed to return. So you get Tony Vitello back from his third-game suspension, and now you get Maui Ahuna on the field for Tennessee and see what he's able to do. If he's able to make any impact on the field uh, immediately. And like we said, big-time player transferring in from Kansas. Should be fun to watch him join the SEC. So a lot of news there for Tennessee. Good news in football recruiting and good news in immediate transfer portal uh, eligibility for Ahuna and the uh, Tennessee baseball team. Coming up next, we are going to hit on some news as a couple of SEC stars talk about uh, what they will do this week at the Combine. Some guys going to throw, some guys are not. We'll hit on that in just a sec. Along here, locked on SEC and the NFL Combine getting set to take place this week. And a lot of SEC quarterbacks are in the house and very highly thought of. Some SEC quarterbacks expect to go very high. And, well, some guys are going to throw, some aren't. From the group of draft-eligible quarterbacks, Alabama quarterback Bryce Young, among the favorites to be selected with the number one overall pick. According to Ian Rappaport, Bryce Young will meet with teams in Indianapolis, but will not throw at the combine. He will reportedly opt to wait for Alabama's pro day instead. It's an interesting decision for Bryce Young. Maybe his agent kind of looking at it and saying, you're already projected as the, the first quarterback, or people have you ranked as the first quarterback, so no need to do anything. Um, you know, if you throw and don't impress at, your comp, at the uh, combine, then all I can do is hurt you, and they'll ding you for that. So maybe that's what they're thinking is. Again, he'll perform at his pro day, but like everybody performs well at their pro days. It's more of a design thing tailored to their strengths. And uh, expect Bryce Young to look very good. I just was a little surprised with his decision not to throw at the combine, but it's his decision and probably a business decision coming from his agent and representation. Now, Florida's Anthony Richardson and Kentucky's Will Levis announced they will throw at the Combine. Richardson plans to do all the testing and drills in addition to his throwing. Um, and it's it's an interesting one because Anthony Richardson did not throw the ball very well at Florida this year. We know his running ability. He's fantastic. One of the most athletic quarterbacks in all of college football. When he takes off and runs, go back and watch that LSU game, uh, took off and run and burned a ton of LSU defenders. But the 53% completion percentage this year left a lot to be desired. Now, how much of that was Billy Napier to blame, play calling, or whatnot? 
It is what it is, but uh, some people thinking if Anthony Richardson has a good showing at the Combine this week, he could jump into the mix to be the top quarterback taken. He's already graded as a first-round pick, uh, as is Will Levis at Kentucky. And as we know, Levis suffered this year with Rich Gangarello calling plays. With Liam Cohen gone, uh, the offensive line was not good. He faced pressure a ton, got sacked, was without Chris Rodriguez for the start of the year. And uh, just a lot of things that didn't go well. He got injured and then came back and it looked like they had told him not to run as much because they wanted to keep him healthy. As we know, the running game was part of his game very much so the year prior. So, again, there's a lot of things with Levis that he could do to uh, improve his stock and Anthony Richardson as well. Just very interesting that you got C.J. Stroud from Ohio State, but outside of that, it's the three SEC quarterbacks and Bryce Young. Will Levis and Anthony Richardson that are all garnering so much attention. And, uh, again, you know, there's reports coming out this past week that, you know, Bryce Young's size is concerning a lot of folks. I know Todd McShay came out this week and uh, said, you know, he has big concerns about Bryce Young being 5'10 or 5'10 doesn't the film speak for itself when you watch Bryce Young's tape in college? Shouldn't that table any concerns about his size? How he was able to constantly under pressure, make throws, and throw over 6'7", 6'8", offensive linemen, big-time SEC defensive ends in his face. McShay also went on to discuss Anthony Richardson in a column by Albert Breer, Sports Illustrated. Tom McShay said that Richardson's inconsistency paired with his physical gifts is driving him crazy. He said he's absolutely the most interesting player in this draft. I promise you, it's driving me crazy. Watching the Utah tape is great, and then a disaster against Kentucky. He's six foot four, 234 pounds, a rifle for an arm, mobile as can be, all that potential in the world, and a really good guy you want to root for that everyone in the building loves. A good guy, the most physically talented, but he's just not ready. He's just not there yet. So... Interesting to keep an eye on those guys this week. We'll see how they perform over at the NFL Combine in Indianapolis. One other college football nugget for you. Seven Banks, S-E-V-Y-N. He was a transfer from Ohio State, transferred into LSU this past season, and he's reportedly made decisions on his future. Uh, The Advocate in Baton Rouge reporting that Seven Banks will give up his final season of eligibility and enter the NFL draft. Uh, He plans to work out at LSU's Pro Day. It'll be the first chance we see him since he suffered an injury on the opening kickoff at Auburn where he suffered a spinal injury. He was standing on the field for a while. And uh, former Ohio State DB trying to head to the NFL after injuries disrupted both of his past two seasons. Missed the first three games of this season, recovering from an injury, and then, like we said, suffered that bruised spinal cord October 1st against Auburn. He was a four-star recruit in the 2018 class. Appeared in every game his sophomore year at Ohio State before turning into a starter. So we'll see uh, Seven Banks at the next level. But he'll uh, take part in LSU's Pro Day despite uh, playing in very limited time there at LSU last season. There, there you have it. That is the latest news going on around the conference. Again, we'll have more SEC spring football news here in the coming weeks as more teams start to get into their practice schedules. But uh, best of luck to Auburn and Missouri underway. And uh, we'll 
course, give you any major takeaways coming from their spring camp. Uh, thanks again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Make sure to check out our brand-new podcast, Locked on College Basketball, everything you need to know about college hoops, all in one place. Hear from some big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Chris Gordy. This has been Locked on SEC. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.